0: Good morning, friends. Today's message, um, I'm just going to call it St. Peter's Seminar. And my text is 1 Peter 3.15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Well, I guess the question is, what does it mean to always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have? I want to share with you this morning just three things. First of all, know what you believe. You know, one reason that we are sometimes reluctant to witness is that we don't feel completely confident in our knowledge of the basics of our beliefs. Some people think that because they don't have a graduate degree in theology, they're not qualified to talk about their faith, but that just simply isn't true. The Christian faith is powerful because it's simple. It doesn't rest on complicated theories or formulas that only a scholar can understand. It rests on simple truths. And if you want a quick summary I just suggest learning and relearning, or just maybe reading, even for the first time, the Apostles' Creed. I mean, some congregations recite this every week, which is a good idea, because it outlines the fundamentals of our faith. It goes this way. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead, and was buried. The third day he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, that's the universal church consisting of all followers of Jesus, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, this creed covers the most basic aspects of our faith. We believe in the Trinity. We believe in the fact that Jesus is God and not just a good moral teacher. We believe in the virgin birth, the literal resurrection, and the second coming of Christ. We also believe in the need for salvation from sin, and we believe in eternal life. So those are kind of the nuts and bolts, or the basics. Now, the Apostles' Creed doesn't say anything about what we believe about the Word of God, because it was written before the New Testament had come into being, but covers just about everything else. It's a good idea to learn the Apostles' Creed and, for that fact, the Nicene Creed, which was written about 200 years later, and to kind of systematically study each precept a little further. Now, certainly it's the responsibility of the leadership of your church to teach the basics of the Christian faith, but it's also the responsibility of you, the believer, to go the second mile and learn more about the Christian faith on your own. Now, many people are afraid that if they get into a witnessing situation, they may be asked a question that they don't know how to answer. Now, I've been doing this for many years, and I still get asked questions that, well, I really don't have the answer right on my fingertips, because there, there are a lot of questions from which there are really no easy answers. For example, I've been asked from time to time, why is there so much suffering in the world? I mean, if God loves us, why does he let those little children starve to death? Well, friends, philosophers and theologians have struggled with this question for centuries and volumes have been written on this subject. There is not an easy answer. You can't resolve the problem of pain in the 30-second soundbite. Neither can you memorize a pat answer that will placate those who ask this question. But we can tell them what we do know, and that's that God is good and merciful. He doesn't cause human suffering. He came into the world to put an end to it. He offers comfort to those who are in pain, and more importantly, he challenges us to reach out to the suffering and do what we can to help. Now, I don't have the answer for why people suffer, but I do have this answer. We are to get involved. And the first part of being prepared to be involved or to share your faith with others is to build a foundation of knowledge about what you believe. Does this mean you should wait until you know it all before you talk to someone else? Nah, no, absolutely not. But it does mean that the more you know about what you believe... The more effective you will be in witnessing, so make an effort to know what you believe. Second, know your testimony. I mean some of the best advice I got as a you know as I got into this you know, the Christian business, if you will, as a teacher and as a pastor, was to develop my testimony. I never thought about that, uh, but to tell something about my faith walk, my faith life, and then learn to put it together in an organized fashion and practice repeating it and it wasn't that i memorized it word for word but i put enough thought into it to be able to define the most noteworthy advance of my journey so that i could share my story with others and by the way y'all got testimonies and y'all got several testimonies now a few weeks ago for example i attended a meeting where a man gave his testimony he spoke for 40 minutes 35 minutes were all about the sins he committed, and then he found his way to a church, and what happened next was a little unclear, but somehow he became religious and stopped committing all those bad sins. Now, if I wasn't already a Christ follower, I wouldn't have known what really happened in his life. So there's a better way to share your testimony. It doesn't have to be 40 minutes. In fact, if you're talking to someone one-on-one, I'd say that 90 seconds, that's right, 90 seconds is as long as it should take. Three minutes at the absolute most. Your testimony really should consist of only three things. What events caused you to seek that relationship with God? Second, how did you come into this personal relationship with Jesus? And third, what's happened since? In other words, what difference has knowing Jesus made in your life? I know that my personal testimony takes about three minutes to tell, and what I have learned over the years is that what I said in those three minutes probably has more impact than a 100 hours of preaching. Your most powerful tool in sharing your faith with others is your personal testimony, what Jesus has done in your life. I mean, witnessing isn't about preaching to people. It's about telling your story. And your story, whether you realize it or not, is powerful. It's worth taking the time to learn how to share it with other people. In the Gospel of John, there's a story of Jesus healing a blind man. And the Pharisees immediately tried to discredit Jesus and confronted the man. And they said, this Jesus is a sinner. And the man gave a classic response. It's in John 9:25. Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Now, this man could not cite chapter and verse to support the argument that Jesus was the promised Messiah. He didn't have the knowledge to say, well, if you look at this verse in Isaiah, you'll see that Jesus is the fulfillment of certain prophecies. And if you'll turn to the book of Daniel, I can show you five great reasons why the Old Testament supports that Jesus is the promised Messiah. He couldn't say that. He could only say, I was blind, but now I see. I got to tell you, there's no argument that stands up to that because you can't refute a changed life. When you share your testimony with someone else, even if it's as simple as, I was blind, but now I see. Your words have significant impact. Now, why is that? It's because when you tell someone about the difference Jesus has made in your life, you begin to give them hope that maybe he can make a difference in their life, too. Being prepared means knowing what you believe, knowing your testimony, and third, knowing that God will give you the chance to witness. Peter said in this verse, Be prepared. The word translated prepared appears in other translations as be ready always. Now there's a sense in which be prepared means that we should do our homework, learning what we need to learn. And there's a sense in which be prepared means always be ready to witness because the chance could come at any time. On a moment's notice, be prepared to talk to someone about Jesus because you never know when the opportunity will come. And when it does come, you don't want to be thinking, boy, I sure wish I had been ready for this. Now, as I travel and when I do what I call coffee shop evangelism these days, I I carry a couple of things. My cell phone that has a great Bible study app on it and a few copies of The Divine Plan. Now, some people are interested in conversation, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes the conversation moves towards the subject of Christianity, and when that happens, I'm ready. If they're interested, I will actually show them The Divine Plan on my phone or Uh, I'll give them a copy of it and my objective is just to be prepared to share my faith whenever the opportunity comes up. And what's amazing is how often the subject comes up. Sharing your faith is not a situation where you're constantly trying to force things to happen or where you're bulldozing your way into conversations and preaching to people who'd rather be doing anything in the world but listening to you. It's not a matter of trying to shove square pegs into round holes. Sharing your faith is simply telling your story about who you love and what he's done for you. It's good news, and it offers people hope. And guess what? People are desperately seeking hope, and they're eager to hear good news. They don't want to be preached at. They don't want to be condemned. They don't want to be on the receiving end of a polished gospel sales presentation. But they do want hope. So friends, if you will do your homework and get your heart ready, God will open the door of opportunity for you to tell your story to people who are ready to hear it. And may God bless you in that. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion.